0: Amen. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh, man, you guys look sharp. A lot of you look really, really, really good. Thanks for coming out today. Um, this week I've struggled because it really didn't feel like Christmas as I was sitting in my shorts, um, <laughs> getting my hair cut um, out in the front yard in 60 degrees and just absolutely beautiful. But right now, it is dumping snow right now. And it just makes it feel like Christmas, Yes? It's so good. It's so good. All right. I'm going to start off like I always do with a couple dad jokes, so humor me here. Uh, what is Santa's favorite candy? Candy, candy cane? No. Ho-host. Ho-host. Oh, that's good. That's good. Jolly Rancher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Kids, remember this one that if someone asks you to name all of Santa's reindeer, tell them no. They already have names. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, and then last but not least, how much did Santa's sleigh cost? Nothing. It was on the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, kids, kids in the room. I want to, I'm going to ask you a question in just a minute, and I want to make sure that um, you believe it, all right? And that is this. Um, I want to hear you if you are super excited for Christmas. Go! Ah, All right, that's awesome. Hey, I've got a little game for you. I know you were given bags, but I have a little game for you, and I have a present for you at the end of the service, and so if you'll come see me, I'll be hanging out in the foyer I will give you the present if you tell me how many times I use the word song or songs. Okay, so song or songs. And so I want you to be counting those as I give my message. I'm going to pray here in just a minute. And when I get done praying, that's when you start. Does that sound good? All right, kids, what's the word? A song. Okay, great. (laughs) Quick question for all the adults in here. How many of you are excited for Christmas? All right. I love that. That's awesome. It's good. Hey, what is, just real quick, Show just lift up your hand and I'll I'll have you call out. Uh, By the way, if you are new to Shine Church, one of the things that we do is we interact a little bit. And so um, what is your favorite Christmas song? I have a a little dad joke that goes with that. I know every parent's favorite Christmas carol is Silent Night. Silent Night. Absolutely, Silent Night. But in all, in all seriousness, what is your favorite Christmas song or Christmas carol? Oh, Holy Night. Oh, Holy night. Okay. That was mine. Santa Baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I uh, like that one. What are other ones? Hark the Herald Angels. What? Mary, Did You Know? Mary, did you know? Okay. All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you. All right. I love that. That's good. Okay, cradle in Bethlehem. Oh come, oh come Emmanuel. Anything by, Frank Sinatra. Anything by Frank Sinatra. Stand up on your chair for a second. Look who just said that. <laughs> That that is absolutely amazing. That is so good. Um, What I want to share with you, and I don't know if I've ever heard a message like this, and I definitely haven't given a Christmas message like this, um, but I want to talk about the power of song. Think about it for just a minute. Songs have a way to make you cry. Anybody cry because they've heard a song? Yeah, all through the room. Um, They make you goofy. Anybody do goofy songs with your family and those kind of things? My family are always singing crazy, goofy songs. Um, it can make, how about this? How about the power of a song that when you hear a song, it immediately transports you back to where you were, what you were doing the first time you heard that song. Anybody? There's just something incredibly powerful about a song. And so what I want to talk about today is the power of that song. And so kids, I know I've been saying song a lot, but those, none of those counted. Okay. None of those counted until I pray. And so I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to say go. I saw kids just toting away. So scratch out those. Let me pray. As soon as I say amen, that's when you start, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this family. And God, I know that we are in different places, every single one of us in this room. But I thank you for the great gift of your son, Jesus Christ, so that we could come into your presence and that we could hear from you directly. And so Lord, I pray whether the person in this room listening to me right now is a regular family member of this church or maybe it's the first time they've stepped through the doors of this building or maybe uh, they are here just because they are honoring a family member and they've come with them um, just, to, just to honor them. God, no matter where we are, Lord, this is what we're praying. I pray that you would encounter us today. God, I pray that you would speak to us and help us to understand that we celebrate this day, this Christmas day, we celebrate it because of the great gift that you gave to us. And so Lord, I pray that I would be used by you right now, and Lord, that my um, <laughs> my personal interests would go away, and I would only communicate what you would have for every one of us to hear. And so, Lord, we ask that you would um, come and visit us in this service, no matter where we are as a family member. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. 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 All right, kids, you can start now. I wanna do, I'm gonna pass the microphone around just real quick. I wanna ask this question, because I think we all agreed there is power in songs. So why is there what, what makes a song so powerful? Just lift up your hand and um, give me your thoughts on that. What makes a song so powerful? Right here? Right there? Okay, wait a second, we'll have... Van Janes, can you go grab that other mic? You can get power from the spoken word, but when you bring in the music that brings the emotion You feel it more than just hearing it. And especially if you're singing it, like I know for me, when I'm in worship, there's just no other time that, you know, I could be reading my Bible, but it's just not the same as worship. Mm, It's really good, okay? Just right here. Uh, The story behind it, you know, we all want to resonate with the story, and so that's what we connect to. Love that. The story behind it, there's the music behind it. Somebody else. What makes the song so powerful? Any kids have any, any thoughts? Run, run, right here. We went over and saw the symphony over at Parker uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, and they were doing Silent Night, and we were just weeping. And the conductor turned around, and he was weeping. And I just it it, uh, it all of a sudden hit me that um, we're God created music, and that's that creativity. Um, is coming, to, coming forth out of us when we write notes down on a paper with a thought in mind and then put specific notes to it and then come together and sing melodies together. And, uh, and it's God. God gave us that. So and it's good. not animals, you know, some of them, like birds, make pretty noises. But to sing in harmony with a specific intent it's, it's God is such a part of that. That's so good, I love that. Just the creative element that God has placed in us when we exclaim or proclaim a song, I love that. Anybody else? Okay, in the Bible, just to make sure that we're on the same page, God uses song all over the place. Um, I knew that that was the case, I just didn't realize how often God used it until I did the study for this. I'm gonna give you just a few examples. Um, Song is used to exalt and praise the Lord. We see that all throughout the Bible, especially in the Psalms. Um, Moses, in Deuteronomy 31, was instructed to write a song to give a reminder, a testimony, and a witness of what God had done for Israel. He asked him to write a song so that they would remember those things. Because I think when you sing a song, it's easier to remember things, yes? You kind of get the little jingle in your head, and it's just super easy to remember. Uh, There's times where it says that songs were given for deliverance. In 1 Kings chapter 4, it says that Solomon, one of the the wisest, if not the wisest man um, that has ever lived, it says that Solomon wrote 1,005 songs. That's a lot of songs. Kings appointed people just to sing songs in the kingdom. Some of them, in order to uh, get away from just different depressions and different things like that, but they would appoint people to sing songs. There were songs of celebration, Uh, Can you think of the time when David brought the ark into Israel? He was singing a song he actually stripped down to his underwear, the Bible says, and his wife got kind of offended by that, but he was singing a song of celebration. So there's songs of celebration. There's songs that were used biblically to lead forth in battle. And so I don't know if you're going through a battle right now, but maybe there's a song that God wants to give to you so that you can lead out and have victory over that thing. There are songs that we are supposed to sing over one another. The angels in the book of Revelation sing Many times directly to the Lord, holy, 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 glory and honor and praise to your name. Just different aspects of of the angels. And what was really interesting is the song, it says in Revelation, the song of Moses was sung there. So I love it because it ties it all the way back to the beginning. So biblically, there was several examples of songs being sung and the power that came when those songs were sung. So what I would like to do in the next 15, 20 minutes is this, I wanna look at the songs of the Christmas story. So I'm gonna go to Luke and I'm gonna read uh, four different sections and I'm just gonna quickly go through some powerful things and what they mean for us right now right here today for Christmas. And so let's start with Mary. In Luke chapter one, I'm gonna start in verse 46, and let me give you a picture of this. The angel has come, told Mary that she's going to be with baby, and then the angel says, and your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant right now, and that's with John the Baptist. And so Mary goes to see Elizabeth, and it says the baby in Elizabeth leapt at the baby that was inside of Mary. And so uh, we we get this interaction and Elizabeth sees Mary and gives a blessing over Mary and then we pick up the story right here and in every translation that I looked at, it actually says the header, Mary's song, Mary's song. And so I want to read that to you. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Three quick things, three revelations that I believe that not only God gave to Mary as she proclaimed this song, but I think they are revelations that God would like us to embrace and maybe sing over ourselves and our families this Christmas. The first one is this. It says, my soul glorifies in the Lord and my soul rejoices in my God, my Savior. How are you doing in rejoicing in the Lord? It goes on and says, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. And so just real quick, um, how are you doing in rejoicing in the Lord? I want you to know that each and every one of us was created by someone. And that someone is God our Father, and he cares for and loves each and every one of us. He's not an angry, austere, gray-haired, gray-beard God that is out to get you because if he wanted to get you, you'd be gotten. Okay? He's a father that loves you so much. The word of God says that we who are sinners, if we can love our kids, how much more does our heavenly father love us? You are loved and I want you to rejoice in that. I want you to embrace that and understand God loves you. I love what Mary said. He is mindful of this humble being. Um, That wasn't just for Mary, guys. God is mindful of you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. And he wants to be a part of whatever you're going through. I know in a room this size, we have people that are super excited for Christmas. And we have people that are um, mourning right now. Some people maybe have lost a loved one this year and are really struggling with this being the first Christmas. Wherever you are, I want you to know God is mindful of you. He sent Jesus so that we could have that understanding that he cares for and that he's mindful of us. And I want you to know that he has done great things for you. And it might not seem like it, but I want you to realize that God in sending Jesus did an incredibly great thing for you and I. And it's something to sing about. It is something to bring a song to him about. The second thing is this. It says that the mercy is is there for those who fear him today. So it wasn't just for Mary, but it was also for us here and now. And I want to encourage you, invite Jesus into your life if you haven't, and understand that God, one of God's greatest joys, I believe, in giving his son Jesus is because he got to give us mercy. The word of God says his mercy is brand new every morning, and he wants us to embrace that and take that into us. His mercy is brand new. So it means that if you messed up on the way to church this morning, his mercy is brand new. You can go to him and say, I'm sorry, and he'll go, I forgive you, I love you. Just as we would do with our kids. His mercy is brand new every morning. And then finally, he says this, he has helped his servant, or she says this, he has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants. And I just wanna simply say this, God is a promise keeper. He is a promise keeper, and when he gives promises, He will be faithful to keep those promises to you. And so many of you, uh, I believe, have maybe had the Lord speak to them, and maybe that promise hasn't come to fruition yet. I wanna encourage you this Christmas, don't give up on that. He is a promise keeper. And it's interesting to me that Mary brings out the fact that this encounter with the Lord actually reminds her that he is faithful to the promises that God gave to Abraham. That was years later. But yet Mary goes, you know what? You're a promise keeper. You are faithful to your promises. So obviously I don't have enough time to go into all these things. Would encourage you, read these songs and see what the Lord may speak to you. But those are just a few I wanted to share. Now I wanna jump um, to a little bit later in the chapter and I wanna talk about Zachariah's song. Some translations say song, some say prophecy, but it's a proclamation that I believe was led by the Lord. And I think it's something that we can glean from again uh, for this Christmas. I'm gonna pick up the story um, In verse 67, and just to give you um, some understanding, the angel visited him, told him that his wife, they were older in age, was going to have a baby and that he was to name him John. And he didn't know about that, so he was struck mute for the entire nine-month process. And when the baby was born, they were going to name him after his father. And Zechariah said no and wrote on a pad, said his name will be John. As soon as he did that, he got his voice back. And these were the first words that he said. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David, as he said through the holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father, Abraham. Interesting, both Mary and Zechariah bring in this promise to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the most high, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And so this is Zechariah's song. And a couple things that I want you to realize as I was reading through this is this. Jesus has come and as according to Zechariah, he has come to redeem us. He has come to give us salvation. He has come to show us mercy. He has come to reveal and show that he is a promise keeper. He has come to rescue us. He has come to enable us to serve him without fear. Amen. Man, I mean, it, it says that people, I, you could not see the face of God. It would kill you. That brings a little bit of fear, yes? And here's this incredible, infinite God that it basically says, hey, I'm going to come down to you so that you can have relationship with me without fear. That's a good thing. That is a great gift. It says that he came to make us holy and he came to make us righteous. Now that word righteous means to be in right standing with the Lord and I want you to know um, that that word is a noun. It's not a verb. It's not something you do. You don't become righteous by the things you do. You become righteous because God gave Jesus as a gift to us. And that's what we're celebrating Christmas. And I want you to know that it's not about anything that you can do or that you don't do that brings you in that right standing with the Lord. What brings you in right standing with God the Father is simply acknowledging what we're acknowledging on this Christmas weekend, and that is God sent Jesus because he loved us so that whoever would call upon him could have eternal, everlasting life. And it's a gift. And when we accept it, all of those things that I just read are promises. Read that song In Luke and and take those promises on for you bring them in and make them personal to you and I believe that if you will do that you will find um, a song rising up in your heart this Christmas season let's look at a third one Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing but it's in Luke chapter 2 it's the story of Jesus being born um, laid in a manger and an angel come to the shepherds you guys remember this story And so an angel comes to the shepherds and the shepherds are afraid. They say, don't be afraid. And then it says a host of angels come and they, some say say this, some say sing this, but I'm gonna call it the songs of the angels or the song of the angels. And they say this, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to to one another, and I want you to key on this because I believe this is what God is inviting us to this Christmas. The angels said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And I, my heart, my heart's plea right now to all of you is simply this. Don't take what I'm saying and go, well, that's what that pastor said. I want you to take what I'm saying and I want you to go before the Lord and ask him, is this real, is this true, and is this right? Did you really love me so much that you sent your son for me so that I could have access to the Father? And ask him to reveal himself to you. Many of you know my testimony, but to make sure that everybody understands, I grew up Catholic and there was a lot of do's and don'ts that I grew up under. So much so that when I turned 18, I kind of walked away from that belief system and I was just doing whatever I wanted to do for a few years when a friend of mine came into the place that I was working, invited me to church, and I said, oh, okay. So I went, I went to a, a more a non-denominational, a little more charismatic church. People were raising hands, clapping hands. I was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> I don't remember what happened at the church service, but I do remember on the way home, he looked at me. and He said, Dan, God doesn't want religion from you, He wants relationship. And I could not get away from that thought. And as these shepherds had these angels sing over them, they didn't just stay there in the field and go, oh, well, that was kind of a unique experience. What's the sheep doing? Now, they said, you know what? Let's go check this out. And I wanna challenge those of you in here that maybe haven't actually gone before God, gone before Jesus and said, are you real? And I want you to go, hey, let let me jump that way mentally and let me think about that. And God, if you are real, make yourself real to me. That's what I did. That thought resonated in my mind. God doesn't want religion, he wants relationship. And I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it until finally I said, God, if this is real, show yourself real to me. And I can't go into the whole uh, testimony, but here's what happened. God radically grabbed my heart and revealed to me that this, these things are true and they are right. And I want to encourage you this Christmas. Jesus loves you. The one who created us loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus. And that is why we celebrate christ Myth. Christmas, it's all about Christ and the gift that was given. And be like the shepherds and go investigate what I'm saying to you. Amen? Amen? And then finally, Luke chapter 2, verse 29. This is Simeon. And it says that Simeon was just a regular man. And if you've been coming to church this month, um, last week, we actually had a message about this man. You can go online and get that. It was a really good message. Um, But he basically was just waiting to see this Messiah, this baby being born. And so he's in the temple, and it says that he sees Jesus, and this was his song. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Now, what I wanna bring out here, and I want all of you to understand, is that he got to see something by the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit came upon him to give these words. The Holy Spirit began to reveal to him, it wasn't just about the promise to Abraham. It's about the promise to all mankind. When he says they're a light for revelation to the Gentiles, it opened the door for every person that wasn't Jewish to come to an understanding that God wants relationship with us. And I think it's really cool that he is proclaiming here in this song that this isn't just a little baby for a little nation. This is a little baby for every person. Yeah. And that this gift is... Extended to every person that would have ears to ear, ears to hear, and I am asking you, open your heart to receive the Lord. Open your heart to say thank you for this incredible gift. I heard a, I heard a, an illustration about this, and I'm probably going to do uh, poorly at this example, but I think it's really, really a great way to end this thought, and that is this. And it's going to happen in in houses all over, (laughs) all over today, tonight and tomorrow. And that is this. You know, your little ones, um, you know, whether they're two, three, four, or five, um, they've got that innocence and they're, you know, they're standing probably about this tall, which is maybe, maybe you're two and a half times bigger than them, two times bigger than them, two and a half times. What happens when a grandfather or a father in the presence of those little ones, lays down on the floor. What happens? Do kids just dog pile, yeah? Wrestling takes place. Oh my gosh, grandpa got on the floor. Dad got on the floor. And all of a sudden, these kids just come flocking and they just jump on them and they wrestle and and there's just so much fun in life. And I would submit to you that when the vertical goes horizontal, it opens the door to have relationship. And that is what we celebrate on Christmas, church, is God sent his son, Jesus, to go from the all-powerful, infinite God that he is, and I don't want to um, missize him. He's bigger than any one of us could ever imagine. We can't fathom. We have finite brains. We cannot get how big God is. God is huge. And he sent his son, Jesus, and he took that vertical hugeness, and he laid it down and put it horizontal so that we could have access with our daddy. How cool is that? And I think he enjoys us wrestling with him. And that plays on all kinds of levels. I think that plays on all kinds of levels. And I want to encourage you, wrestle out what you believe about this God, because I'm here to tell you he is real, and he is true, and he is right. And he made things right with him for us through his son, Jesus. And that's the greatest gift that you could ever be given, ever. And I want to encourage you, if you have not done so, invite Jesus into your heart. And if you have done so, recommit that to him today. The greatest Christmas that you could ever have or get greatest Christmas gift you could ever receive is him. And so invite him into your life. And don't do what I did for many years, which was, okay, I, I, I hear this and I understand that. This is a great gift, I love it. Oh, you are holy and good and oh, I am, I am not clean and I, I don't deserve this. And so I put it on a shelf and then tried to do things, tried to get myself right. No, that's not what God wants. God wants us to receive this gift in our messiness. And he wants to say, I love you. You are my son. You are my daughter. And I care for you forever. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to start singing a song of love. I want you to start singing a song of celebration. I want you to start singing a song of how this impacts you. My heart, my prayer is that you will walk out of here today with a song in your heart about how good God is and how much he loves you. I wrote in my notes for conclusion, what is your song this Christmas? Whether it's a song of lament, or maybe it's a song of celebration, or maybe it's somewhere in between. The Lord wants you to invite his son Jesus into your story. He will put a song into your heart and he will use that to draw near to you. If you are open for that, he will put a song into your heart. His greatest desire, church, is that you would receive the greatest gift ever given, his son Jesus. And this will bring a song to your heart that you will never, ever forget. I will never forget when he made himself real to me. I know the month, I know the year, I know what I was doing, I know the way that people saw me different. I used to work in a movie theater, I was selling tickets, enjoy your show, enjoy your show, enjoy your show. One of the concession girls came up to me and said, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Because I basically was singing as I was selling. She's like, what is wrong? And I just looked at her and said, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is wrong with me. He's put a song in my heart and I believe he wants to put a song in every one of our hearts. My wife reminded me of this incredibly cool scripture, talking about the power of song. I'll finish and pray with this. Zephaniah 3.17 says this, the Lord your God is with you. Church, the Lord your God is with you. He is here with you right now. He's going to be here with you tonight. He's going to be here with you and your family tomorrow as you celebrate Christmas. The mighty warrior who saves. He he will take great delight in you. He will take great delight in you. In his love he will no longer rebuke you. In his love he will no longer rebuke you, so you stop rebuking yourself. In his love he will no longer rebuke you. Ah, and then listen to this. But he will rejoice over you with singing. God has a song for every one of us that he sings over us individually. He's got a song he's singing over you. Open your ears to hear it. Stop rebuking yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Stop trying to be worthy of the creator's love and understand he simply loves you and that's what we celebrate in Jesus Christ because he is the manifestation of that love in the form of a baby born in a manger. It's part of the song that he sings over us. And so receive that and bring that into your heart and receive the greatest gift ever given on Christmas that we celebrate and that's his son, Jesus. Father God, I come before you and I thank you for this group of people and I thank you for the fact that you, as the word of God says, you sing over us. And God, I can't think of of anything that is greater than, than knowing, <laughs> knowing a father singing over their child. God, I'm looking over in this room and seeing so many parents, and I know one of their greatest joys is to make proclamations or songs over their children before they go to bed at night. God help us to realize that's what you do. And that is what you are doing right now. You are singing over us. And so Lord, I pray that as we are praying right now with every head bowed and eye closed, God, I pray if there's anybody in here that would would just acknowledge that they have not... Asked you into their heart. God, I pray that you would make yourself real to them right now. And God, I pray that as the shepherds did, they would go and research and, and figure out if these things are true. And so, if you were here this morning, and again, I have every head bowed and eyes are closed. If you were here this morning, you say, Pastor Dan, uh, I would want you to pray for me because that's what I want to do. Would you just lift up your hand real quick? Anybody in here at all? Yep, yep. Anybody else? Got okay, a couple hands. God, for those that raised their hand and for maybe ones that just didn't feel comfortable doing that, God, I pray that you would make yourself real. God, we thank you that you are a friend to us. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords, and you are holy and powerful, and yet you have made yourself come down horizontal so we could have relationship and we could, um, we could, we could wrestle with you, God. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help this become true and real in our hearts. And God, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. God, I pray that you would stir, not in just those that had their hands up, but Lord, I pray that you would stir in all of us just a new song this Christmas season. And God, may we just join you in the song that you're already singing over us, and may we just celebrate that. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. Amen.